This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What up, guys? Dr. Vic here. You're listening to another episode here on the Mindful Experiment. Excited to have y'all on as we are going to dive deep into a concept today that is something that when you listen to coaches and business coaches, life coaches, and all these different coaches, they always talk about morning rituals. I had many coaches that talked about morning rituals. I had one that hammered me on morning rituals, making sure I was staying tuned to them and so much more. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with it. Morning rituals, I have them. Um, in this day and age of what I do, I go more about what my body needs, what my mind needs, and I'm more tapped in. I'm tuned in to my needs within. This is not something you could just do on ordinary if you haven't been practicing this. This is something I've been trying to cultivate for many, many years. There's a There's a process of what I want to get to in my life to where I really believe life is more about a new adventure every day rather than the constant consistency of every single day showing up, doing the same thing over and over again. And the reason why a lot of people may fight that, they may think, oh, that's not true, or no, you need this. You need to be consistent. You need to be disciplined. Trust me, I get it. I'm not arguing that. I was like that for the last 19 years of my life, trying to be as disciplined as I possibly can every single morning, being consistent, being focused and determined and wanting to work towards something. I mean, it was hardwired in me. I'm a type A driver personality, task-oriented, goal-oriented individual, add a little bit of ADHD type of spin onto that. And I'm just an OCD individual who just wants to crank out. And it's so easy for me to get into that. But what happened was is I, I noticed that I get stressed. I'd have overwhelm. 
I'd be overthinking too much. And so for the last year, I've been testing this out to where I just get up and I take my time to recenter, refocus and get to where I need to and then let life guide me and then tap into what is needed. What's showing up? Do I need to spend more time with breath work? Do I need to do any meditation today? Do I need to focus on journaling? Do I need to do self-reflection or maybe some gratitude? Or maybe I need to connect more in my relationships. Maybe reach out to somebody I haven't talked to in a while. Whatever that is going to show up that I feel I truly need in that moment, I'm going to. And the reason why I say this about life and all these other things is because really life is really random in a sense. There's there's things that are, nothing's ever the same. And I've learned this through a spiritual practice, but today is not all about that in this episode, but I wanted to just kind of share where I'm coming from, that it's important to have a morning ritual of some sort, something that you do. For me, it's always something centering. And let's just be frank. Most of the time I'm doing some form of meditation or breath work. That's usually what I'm going to do in the morning. But it just depends on, am I doing a five-minute meditation, a 10-minute? Am I doing a 20-30? Am I doing certain types of breath work? Am I doing Wim Hof? Do I feel like I need to do a little Soma breath or maybe some uh, some rhythmic breathing or some old school type? It just whatever I feel that I need. And when I do this and I played around with this for long enough now, it always works. Like I feel that point of what I needed. Not like... I practiced Wim Hof breathing. I think I went six months straight, I want to say, every day. And at a, after like a couple months, it was more of just a task. I was just in my head trying to just get through it rather than be in the moment. And so that being said, it is very important to have a morning ritual. I teach my business clients this because it sets the tone for your day. But there's another ritual that I teach and that I do that I think is actually even more critical. I think it's more critical than anything else. And there's been studies that was done. There's something called, I forgot reading it. Hal, I think his name, uh, the morning success or the morning something book. And he talked about in there a point of motivation factor. And so he was saying, he tested out for himself, how much hour, how much sleep does someone need? And he wanted to determine that based on how he felt in the morning. So what he did is he just did a random test, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10 hours of sleep. And he wrote down how he felt with each of those. Then he did, I'm going to be dreading the morning, right? Mentally, he got himself to a point of not looking forward to the morning. And no matter what, he did the same thing, four hours is 10. And what he noticed was, is the wake up was still the same. Nothing was different on that. And then he got excited about the morning and got excited about what may come up for the next day. And he went through the same process and all of it was the same in a positive manner. So you've done this. I've done this. If you ever traveled early in the morning, let's say you had to get up at two, three o'clock to catch a flight at six or something like that. Now, for me to get up at two, three in the morning, not my favorite thing. I used to get up at three 30 in the morning. I did it for six months straight, three, no, three in the morning, six months straight of that. Yeah. It led me to a little bit of burnout, but If you're going to travel and you're excited for this trip, and you can't wait to get there. You will wake up before the alarm gets on, goes on. I know I've done it. It's the funniest thing. Or if I have a big event first thing in the morning or something going on, um, I'll always wake up before the alarm goes on. But yet I'm a guy who needs an alarm to wake up. But then again, I do I really? And so that's one of the things where the evening ritual is so important. 
I used to teach this to my patients when I was in chiropr- I had my chiropractic business in Chicago. I used to talk about sleep patterns. And I talked about back in the day, we had routines for sleep. We had a routine to wind ourselves down. We did specific things. It was like a ritual. And the reason why that was so critical is because we've lost the practice of doing that. And so your brain doesn't know what the heck's going on. Yes, I know the light dims and it starts to start to build up more uh, melatonin instead of serotonin. Uh, but now we have artificial blue light that many people are being exposed to. <clears throat> and even if you have those wonderful orange glasses that everyone preaches about in the health world, what the health people don't tell you, and this is how they're following advice, but they're not really understanding the whole principles of this, is that your skin has photoreceptors also. So even though it's not getting in the eye, which is important, your skin is absorbing it. And so it's still affecting into the body. So we have this artificial blue light. Sometimes we watch TV or on our phone before we go to bed. Maybe you're trying to get a little bit of late night work done before you go to sleep. So you have this all activity, right? Because when you're watching TV, you think you're calm. You're not. You have flashing images going at a very high speed that look very continuous to you. And what happens is that dulls the brain. It like makes it, it stresses it out. Um, that's, I shouldn't say stress it out, but it, it just overstimulates. And that's why you can watch, like, if you watch a lot of TV or when your kids watch maybe a lot of TV or you've done it when you watch a lot of TV and you get that darkness in the eyes after playing. Like, I remember playing video games for a very long time. My mom would know because I have darkness in their eyes. That's the fatigue thing. So... Just want to take a quick break here and just share with you if you've been enjoying this episode please do me a huge favor and just share it with a friend a family member someone that you know would benefit or enjoy listening to this just like you are if this is your first time listening to the episode please subscribe if you haven't done so already it allows you not to miss another update or episode release that we do. If you're enjoying this, please do me a huge favor and sh- share a review on whatever platform that you listen to at uh, the podcast on. It helps expand our reach and our mission out there and so much more. Now, let's go ahead and let's get back to the show. Then from there, we just hop in bed and go to sleep, right? And then we expect to get up first thing in the morning and we're tired. We're exhausted, right? Because we didn't ritual, ritual, do the ritual. We didn't slow down. So then the brain, what do we do when we're tired, right? We have more adenosine in our, in our brain. We have to process that out. That's what gives us that foggy feel. So what do we do? We pump caffeine in us. I need a cup of coffee first thing in the morning. Jumps me up, gets me going. And then from there, you start to cycle. Then three, four hours later, you crash. Because the adenosine did not come clear out. Caffeine blocks it. That's why you feel like you're getting energy. So then what you need to do then is is when we look at this, what is a ritual that you can do every single night? So I I, I have a ritual where at the end of the evening, I'll do some of my spinal hygiene work. This is something I've been actually starting to do again. And I'll have a cup of nice chamomile tea. Just a nice organic cup of chamomile tea. No honey, no nothing. I do recommend a little bit of honey. It's good for helping with uh, sleep and tryptophan and all that fun jazz. But I'll have a nice cup of chamomile tea and I wind down for about 30 minutes. And I'm in a dark room. I have a red light bulb that is, 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 is literally is a red light, uh, true red light. And so, and we actually, in my house, we have red light bulbs all on our second floor. Cause at night we're up when, when, when it starts to dim, the dark the light starts to dim, we will go upstairs in our house and we have red lights and our lamps and some of our light fixtures. 
and we have um, so that when we turn it on, our bathroom has red light, our bedroom has red light, our upstairs loft has red light. Um, we have red light exposure all over. Our phones, we turn them on to red. There's a way to do that. And so that way, no blue light. So we're, 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 we're one, eliminating the blue light. And you have to understand, if you've ever been in a fire, have been around a fire or seen a natural fire with wood, there's absolutely no blue light in fire. It's an orange yellow color. It's not blue at all. So back in the day, we they would put have fires, right? To give them light and so forth and use that. And there was no blue light. So people slept very, very well. So the thing is, is eliminating a lot of that. And so one of the things then becomes, that's my ritual. And then what I do is, again, my tea, my spinal hygiene stuff, I unwind. Now, that's just for body. What about my mind? So my mind, what I do is I like to really reflect on my day and what I'm grateful for. Now, gratitude has become a practice where people just think of the things that are very happy that happened for them, that they feel blessed for, and they really appreciate that, like the good things that we would quote. But you have to be blessed for, you got to be appreciate all the things that came because nothing's bad in life. You've been conditioned to judge things as good and bad because what we don't understand, we judge as bad. When we have an event that happens to us that we quote unquote call bad, all that means is our mind has not comprehended what is really happening. It doesn't have all the information, doesn't understand how this could be good. So you judge it as bad. But if you take some time and let time take over and let it just process, eventually there's going to come a point you look back, connect the dots, and you'll see the good in it. So all things always work out for the greater good. It always has and it always will. Even the most gruesome things, there's always good that will come out of that in some way, shape, or form. And so we really, what I like to do is take a moment through that and reflect on me as an individual. What did I experience today? What was the good? And what are the things I'm gonna, I appreciate for happening that I know something is? Because what I'm doing is, and this is a little mindset trick that I teach, try to teach my clients as much as possible is, and it is all about reframing the mind, shifting perspective, looking at the other side of the coin. Because when something negative happens, you have two options. You can think of this as bad and all these things and go down that path, which you're only going to experience more of that. Or you can really sit in your power and say, you know what? I don't understand why this is happening, but I know one thing. It's always good for the greater good. I always know it works out for the greater good for myself and all things. So I know something good is going to come out of this. I just don't know what it is at this moment. And it's hard for me to comprehend. I usually say this myself. I'm like my mind is like, Sometimes could be racing, but I'm like, but it's fine. I know it's all going to work out and all things will. And it's amazing that when I started to practice this, all things did. Things that I, I, I would deem not great, horrible, judging all these things. It always works out for the greater good. And always has. It's come out better than I ever could imagine. I've had doors shut and I always say, great. Uh, when one door closes, a better door is going to open. And it's amazing when things like that have happened for me. And I have had some recent things that have happened that has just been, and I will share later down the road um, when I'm able to, of how that something has happened in my own life that's happening in that way. So it's it's looking at these things and saying, okay, so let's talk about your evening ritual now. Because what we know is that when we unwind, right, I do body and I do mind. So a lot of my stuff is gratitude. A lot of my stuff is reflecting and just recentering and taking appreciation for today. And then the last thing I do is think about what I want to get done tomorrow. 
a lot of times my mind is a lot more fresh on what I know I need to get done for tomorrow the night before. And I only know this because when I get up in the mornings and I want to think of all the things I need to do. And I'm like, oh, I remember I talked about this yesterday. I can't remember that and this. So I make a list. I put it on my phone and notes. It syncs with my computer. So when I get downstairs and I get on my computer, I already have a note setting of what I said I needed to get done. I'll add whatever I feel like needs to get done. And then I get to work. And what this will do is level your stress down and allow you to be more focused and centered. And the more focused you are, the more productive you are. So what is a good evening ritual for you? I think one of the few things is you don't want to have any phone around you um, within at least the last hour to two hours. Usually I'd recommend two hours. Uh, if you could put the red phone setting on your um, iPhone. So let me show you this real quick. I'm going to pull mine up. If you're watching the video, unfortunately, if you're on the audio, you're missing this. But so here's my screen right now. It's A14. You can see it's 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 got like a yellowish hint. I always have a yellow hue on there. Now, if I go red, now look how red that is, right? All blue lights taken out. So I have it set up that way. And you can Google this on, 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 on YouTube to do this on how to make your screen red. Because there's a tone that you can turn it all the way and there'll be no blue light. Like I don't see any blue on the screen. And all the blue light has been blocked. It's all red that's coming off. And so that's a way to minimize that. But that's what I would recommend. Number two, don't watch any TV at night. You know, if you're going to watch TV, again, a couple hours before you go to bed, um, minimize food and things like that. But then there becomes the ritual, right? So what is something that you can do? Because the mind memorizes things. Your brain's going to memorize your patterns. So this is how cool you can, you can really train your mind in a certain way. And I've done this in so many ways. Um, I can share thousands of them, but long story short, one of them was, I remember in my office, I used to walk in and I used to say a certain saying in my mind with a prayer and I'd walk through each room and, and, and just about blessings and raising the vibe and healing and all these different things. But I got to a point where I was like, I don't have to say this anymore. I can go ahead and just tell my mind that, hey, when I walk through this door and I get to this feeling and I get to this focus, I want that to be the thing. And be, I would still practice it. So all of a sudden, I walk in, I get the feeling, and I knew that was there. And I didn't have to do anything. It was automatic. And the same thing is going to be with this. There's going to come a point where you walk at night, you turn the red light on, the eyes are, the body's picking up on red light. You can lower the temperature in the room. We do this. We lower our, we always put the air conditioning on in the summertime, the 68. In the winter, it's at 68. Um, we like to keep it nice and cool. But my body will start to cool down. That's a second sign that knows it's starting to go to sleep, getting ready for sleep. Then it knows I'm having tea. It gets, my body smells it, right? And it knows chamomile is coming around. So it knows most of the time that from the chamomile tea, my body's starting to wind down, right? Then I start doing some spinal molding stuff for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, or spinal hygiene stuff. And then I also get into my gratitude practice in that. By the time I do all that, I go to bed, lay in my bed, and I am ready for bed. Most nights I'll sleep well. I have a 10, 11 month old. Sometimes she'll be waking up during those times when I come to bed. I am trying to be the quietest person in the room. And my wife says she can hear me from a mile away, which I don't know how that works out, but it does. Um, but the key point is I wind down and get ready. And this is the process of how I do it. Same thing for you. Look at what are some things that you want to start with. And I just recommend one thing. You don't have to do all these things. Just recommend one, right? Maybe it's, hey, I'm going to do the red light thing. Or, you know what? I don't have the money to spend on that right now. Okay, well, then go ahead and do, um, maybe just get down and just write three things you're grateful for each day. Just do that. Have a little gratitude journal next to your bed. You know, if you have a lamp next to your bed, just go buy a ball, red bulb and switch it out, you know, out of there. And you have a red light now. 
and just make sure it's a true red light. I can send you a link on Amazon or something like that uh, where you can get them where they are not painted red on the inside. They're actually true red um, because some lights will be, they call them red lights, but all they are is they're tinted red glass and then there's, there's blue light behind it. So you're, you're not getting a true redness. Um, it has to be that true red color. There's a wavelength that it hits. And another way you know red light's working is you can you can get one, put the red light bulb on, take something that's blue, look at it. You shouldn't be able to see the blue. If you're not seeing the blue, because um, it will it will mute that 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 out in some way, shape, or form. Um, but that being said, um, that's not true with the red light. Now I'm thinking about it. Um, but it's one of the things where you could go ahead and do this and start to get into this routine. I think gratitude practice at night is great. And then you set three things you want to do for the next day. What are three things you're looking for the next day to get done? What do you want to accomplish for the next day? Right. You set the tone, you have it there. You wake up first thing in the morning, you have it ready to go. And when you get ready to go get into your day, you can go ahead and look at that and say, do I have to add anything on? Do I have to reach, reach maybe something else came up throughout the day and I need to focus on that. And what this does is it keeps your focus and you're keeping centered. Like I said, a lot of people are preaching on the morning rituals. I've been hearing this for years, over 10 years now. But it's to me, in my practice, I've been doing this now probably about 10 years. But one of the things I started to do, when you look at an evening ritual, I wouldn't say I was 100% consistent for the last 20 years. But when I was in away at Arizona State, 19 years old, I did have a ritual. I would do prayers at night. Prayers, you can call it meditation. It was very similar in both ways. It was I was focused on something. I think prayers is a, a meditation is just another form of prayer. Prayer and meditation are pretty much the same because you're focusing on something and you're tapping within. And so for me, what I would do every night, and I spend about 10 minutes, and what happened was I fall asleep before I get done, is I would focus on my family. I would appreciate today. Just say, God, thank you for today. Thank you for everything that I went through today. Thank you for having made me experience another day in this beautiful world. And then I go, now I want you to... Um, Please, I want to send white light and protection to myself. I want to send light and healing and protection to my family, my parents, my sister. I want to send it to my uh, my aunts and uncles, my cousins, my grandma and grandpa. And so I would send it out to all my family members and then my friends. And and then I was just I would then I would get back into my state and just just go into a state. And usually I mean usually by the time I get to this point, it's like five seven minutes going through this. I'm usually I was usually like falling asleep. But I did that for a little bit, a few years. And then I kind of got away from it a year or two. And I went to chiropractic school. I started doing it again. Um, and I, I made it a practice. It's it's something that I, I kind of do. And, you know, when I say thank you, Lord, and thank you, thank you, God, and thank you for all this, um, whatever label you want, Jesus, Allah, Yahweh, uh, um, Abraham, Moses, Buddha, Krishna, it, it doesn't matter. Label really doesn't matter. People get, we get hooked on those too much. But it's, it's whatever works for you. But I would do it in a way to, you know, thank you, protect this, put a white light around us, put a white around. I imagine uh, I go into like a state where I meditate and see the white light around me. Then I see it around my room. Then I would see it around my house. Then I would see it around not only my house, but the subdivision. Then I go to the subdivision. Then I go or the town. Then I go to the, the city. Then I go to the state and I see it through the whole world. And so every day, every night, that's something also I added to the mix um to to do that but it's 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 again what is the ritual that works for you right i'm just giving you ideas of what i've done and some of the things i do so that way you can get something to start with so as we wrap this up 
choose one thing that you want to go ahead and start doing ASAP. One thing. If you want to put two in, maybe the bulb, red bulb, and then do a journal, do that. But I recommend like a gratitude journal is really nice. So what I do, what you can do is just split the page in half, gratitude journal, three things you're appreciated for, and what's the three things you got to work on for the next day. That's it. Start doing that and watch and see how things drastically change for you. I want to appreciate you tuning in. If you've listened to this and you found this to be inspirational, pay it forward. And also, um, if you like the podcast, take a moment, share a review. Uh, it helps us out drastically at the podcast for helping us. I uh, want to thank you guys as always. Uh, appreciate your support and, and, and following. And until next time, I'll be here again solo in two weeks. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing it with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing it with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.